Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Volume. Hi, everybody. It is time for instant reaction as the Celtics keep the series alive. Jason Tatum has a huge second half, finished with 34, 116.99 Boston wins. So the Miami story has been a great story. It's a story of Jimmy Butler, of Eric Spolstra's coaching. And it's a story of effort and toughness and undrafted players playing for a contract. It's inspiring. It's fun. But they're not a good enough team in terms of talent to lack intensity and take the night off on the defensive end and win. They're not the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets can take a half off and win. That's the reality. We don't have a lot of great teams in the NBA, right? Dynasties, we get about one a decade. And then it's good teams that stay healthy, have a good coach, um, you know, Lakers in the bubble. It all kind of it all kind of hits. So Miami's not a team that can play half-ass defense, and they weren't great tonight and win a basketball game. They are winning this game on coaching, Butler, and effort. And a great example tonight, the Celtics had eight block shots. That's effort. They shot like 50%. They got more open looks. They had 30% fewer turnovers. Why? They played cleaner. And then Tatum had a great second half. So Miami, listen, it's... It's really, really hard. That's why I think Denver is more talented than people are giving them credit for over the Lakers because it is hard to sweep a team. Like, And, and the Lakers have some talent, and Boston's got talent. But the difference is Denver swept the Lakers because in the end they have significantly more talent than the Lakers. Their four best players are all in their prime. The only Laker top player in their prime is Austin Reeves, and it's pretty low ceiling prime. Boston's got more talent than Miami, and they've been playing together for like six years. And, and that's an interesting thing. There was a story, Kevin O'Connor at The Ringer had a story, or he broke a, a report that uh, one of the people inside that locker room said the Celtics are tired of faking like they like each other. And here's the thing. Had they won the championship last year? They'd like each other a lot more. You put you put people together for six years with disappointment at the end of all those seasons in a city like Boston. So I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. We didn't have sports talk radio. You know what I mean? So when I moved in, you know, my, my mid-40s, I moved to the Northeast. I live in West Hartford, Connecticut, beautiful small town in America. And it's about, you know, a couple hours to Boston, a couple hours to New York. And I went to New York a lot more than Boston. But when I went to Boston, I would watch 
Nessen, N-E-S-N. That's their ESPN, right? It's this regional network. And I would watch talk radio. And the anger and the cynicism, and this is when the Red Sox were really good and the Patriots were dominating football and the Bruins had a couple of great teams and the Celtics were pretty good. Like I was there for 10 years and the Boston teams were winning a lot. Baseball and football, winning a lot. People were miserable. Maybe it's the cold winters. Maybe it's the kind of the provincial nature of that area where, you know, Boston's one of the only cities in the country where people, they don't leave to go to school because you have such great universities and some of the best prep schools in America. Most of the best prep schools in America are in that, you know, Boston, New York area. So you, you get educated there, you go to college there, and you summer there. Martha's Vineyard, the Cape, Nantucket. So it's very provincial. Like New Yorkers, you know, the rich can go to Sag Harbor for the summer. But a lot of people go down to, you know, in the winter, they go down to Florida. They go down to the Carolinas. New Yorkers, it's not a provincial city. You know, New Yorkers are very transient. Boston's not. People that are in Boston are mostly from Boston. They go to school in Boston. They vacation in Boston. Uh, they summer in Boston. And so... They love Boston teams. In fact, years ago, when I first got into this business at ESPN, I was looking at some national radio demographics. And the, what you figured out very quickly is Boston had no interest in any sports talk radio outside of Boston. The two most provincial markets in the country were Providence, Rhode Island. I mean, literally, nobody would watch the Rose Bowl in Boston or Providence. Like, nobody New Yorkers, it would get a 10 rating every year, the Rose Bowl. Because New Yorkers, you know, people from everywhere in the country live in New York. Boston, it's not that way. So when you listen to sports talk radio in Boston, it sounds like Boston. And Boston has a chip on its shoulder and it's in your face and it's confrontational. And there's just, it's what makes it such a vibrant political and sports town. But if you put guys together for six years on the Celtics and you have the history of Russell. And then, you know, not that long ago, KG, you've got titles. And you can't win a title. And there's disappointment at the end of the year. You could see where the team would start eating itself alive. You're on your fourth coach. And this coach is a young coach. By the way, did you notice late in the game, uh, there was a huddle for the Boston Celtics with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And a reporter noted that Marcus Smart sat in the coach's chair, Joe Mazzula's chair, and started directing the team. It's like this team, the Celtics, took it upon themselves on their day off in Miami and said, guys, we're, we're, we got to play with more effort. So they made an adjustment at half. The team played up-tempo, more good looks, more open threes, started hitting them. And Miami just didn't have the effort, and that's the only way they can win. But, but Boston's got more good players here, and they've been really good for a long time. But in Boston, if you don't win, man... You got a lot of Super Bowl rings. You got NBA championships. You got Stanley Cup championships. You got World Series crowns. This is a winner's town. And, they, and Boston's becoming the most talented Boston team that's never won a championship. Not a good tag. So you could see where this team, it would wear on them because nobody was talking about this team not liking each other a year ago. We know that Jalen Brown is not entirely happy there, living there, went to Cal Berkeley. But by and large, you know, Tatum is easy to get along with. Al Horford's really easy to get along with. Jalen Brown, you know, I mean, it has a good reputation. Marcus Smart can be feisty, but there's no reason this team wouldn't get along. I think Boston, the pressure cooker that is Boston sports. Listen, I grew up in Seattle. 
The Washington Huskies won a national championship in like 1991. The Sonics won in the 70s. We don't win championships. I mean, that's why we celebrate and like when the Seahawks win one and they should have won two, people don't freak out. We got one. And so it's not a pressure cooker. It's a friendlier media. Sports talk radio is not as big where I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. So when I moved out east and I saw it and I felt it and I watched WFAN sports talk radio in New York, literally the fans ripping the Mets front office. They didn't make a move in free agency. And then the Mets go get like Jason Bay in left field a bad fit for the Mets. He struggles. That was like the fans demanding it and the GM for the Mets apparently listening to Sports Talk Radio. You would watch teams get influenced in New York by Sports Talk Radio. You see teams get influenced in Boston by the pressure cooker that is the fans and the media. So I think I think the, the Boston players took it upon themselves and they played with great intensity. It was a clean game. Tatum was great in the second half. But this isn't Denver and the Lakers. Denver's got more talent. They can sweep them. It's hard to sweep a team when you have inferior talent. Now, Miami's got a better coach. Miami may have the best player in Jimmy Butler. I like Bam Adebayo a lot. But it's a lot of guys here playing for contracts, undrafted guys. And uh, so the Celtics are alive. Got to tell you, really interested. Thursday night, I'm going to do another instant reaction. But You know Boston. What did Marcus Smart say this week? Don't let us win one. Don't let us win one. So I cannot wait. I got a feeling Boston's going to go home and lose. I'm sorry. It's still Spo against Missoula. Spolster's really good. All right. A quick word from our sponsor, Game Time, and some thoughts on LeBron James' potential retirement after this. How great have the NBA playoffs been so far? If you live in one of those cities and want to go to the games, there is only one place to get tickets. The Game Time app. The fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals. They don't stop with the NBA. They do baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy shows too. Download the Game Time app and use the code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. Get $20 off your first purchase. 20 bucks off first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app. Use the code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. The Game Time app. The fastest growing sports app in the United States. Use the code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so one of the really interesting things, um, because as many of you know, I've moved around the country and, uh, you know, I've been a sportscaster in Vegas, blah, 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 in Portland, uh, in Connecticut, uh, in Tampa, and now in Los Angeles. And when you live in a city as a sportscaster, you know, you start liking the teams. I remember covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tony Dungy and Sam Weich, and I became a fan. Because, you know, you know the players, you're hanging out, your friends in the town are fans. And so it's hard not to, you know, I covered the Blazers. They were getting to the Western Conference Finals. I knew people in the front office. You want to see your friends do well. Um, and so people, why don't you root for Seattle teams? Well, I've never worked there. I got a soft spot for the Huskies or uh, the Seattle Seahawks. My sister's not a sports fan, but she, you know, she likes the Seahawks. And it's pretty cool. My sister and I are closer now than we were in high school. And some of that is, uh, you know, her love on Sundays for the Seattle Seahawks, which to me is really cool because she never liked sports when I was a kid growing up. And my family wasn't a sports family. So um, living in Los Angeles and anybody that's lived in Los Angeles, it is a Laker Dodger town. And if USC football is humming, it becomes very quickly a USC football town. Um, that doesn't that doesn't mean UCLA basketball or the Angels don't have fans or the LA Kings, but it's always been a Laker Dodger town first, USC third. Rams are making some headway because of the Super Bowl McVeigh. Uh, they make some splashy moves. So, uh, and Justin Herbert has made people Charger fans, but Rams feel like fourth behind USC football. But um, what's been interesting to watch and listen? 
Uh, so I've lived in Los Angeles now eight years, but I'd visited for years. I'm a West Coast guy, blah, 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 is people loved Kobe Bryant and they still love magic. If you're at a Laker game, I've seen this multiple times, and Magic Johnson enters the arena, people stand. He is revered. It's like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he is still a legend. Uh, Kareem's the all-time leading scorer until LeBron broke that record. It's not treated the same. There's many great players for the Lakers, not treated the same. Magic Johnson is Kobe beloved. It is interesting to listen to my friends in Los Angeles who love the Lakers and don't like LeBron. It's weird to me. Maybe it's the politics. Maybe it's the perceived arrogance or that he's not really their guy because he's bounced around the league. Or maybe it's because, you know, he was called the chosen one of the king and he does the crown thing, whatever. And, and, and a couple of them, when I asked them about how you would feel if, you know, LeBron retired, I texted a couple of them and it's like, good, start over, rebuild. This team's not a championship team. And somebody else pointed out something to me that they said LeBron's ego is too big not to have a retirement tour. Now, for me, I look at LeBron and I think, isn't he kind of above a retirement tour? I mean, is Sacramento going to give him a cowbell? Uh, <laughs> Phoenix going to give him a LeBron jersey? Like, what does he need? LeBron's have been about winning in business from day one. Calculated, um, strategic, that's who he is. And maybe that's what turns people off. But, um, you know, when I, when I think of LeBron's retirement, the two football retirements to me that were the greatest were John Elway with Denver, won a Super Bowl, and Roger Staubach with the Cowboys. They were both all pros. They were declining, still very good. And they both had their business ventures set and ready to go. So does LeBron. But I, I do think LeBron does look around the NBA and he has first halves like he had in game four, the Lakers lost, where he's obviously the best player on the floor. And now he's going to have the first major surgery in his career, some ankle surgery. And I think LeBron's probably will talk himself into, hey, if we can get Kyrie Irving, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, we're not that far off from a championship. And they're, they're probably with that lineup, not far off a championship. But I've had some mobility in my career and there is no real home, even though I think Southern California is my, my home. Um, you know, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, my wife's favorite place is Naples, Florida, <laughs> right? Like our kids, a lot of them like Connecticut in the Northeast. So LeBron left his home, Cleveland, twice. They burned his jersey the first time. So although LeBron has benefited greatly from his mobility, where is he truly beloved? It's not Miami. It's not really Cleveland. It's not Los Angeles, because I can attest to that because I live here. I think it would be the perfect time to call it a career. I thought Brady did it right. Todd Bowles wasn't the right coach. He clearly looked at Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, these really good players getting better, fully committed in their athletic prime. And Tom's like, you know what? Like, I'm not. I'm the GOAT, but I'm not the best quarterback in the league. LeBron's in a very similar situation. He's not the best player in the league because to be the best player in the league, you have to be able to play entire games at a high level.
but he's he's a top eight to top 10 player. But I think one of the reasons LeBron will consider coming back is right now in the West, outside of Denver. I mean, Golden State has no size. There's not a, a big market. I mean, they're, if they're going to stay with Clay, Draymond, and Steph, they can only make so many moves. Phoenix, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant have a very recent injury history. The Clippers still don't have a point guard, and Kawhi and Paul George aren't available regularly. You start looking at the West, and I think it's it because I thought Brady would retire one year sooner. But I think one of the reasons he didn't, he looked at the NFC and he looked at the NFC South and thought, God, I'm surrounded by shit. I mean, I can come back and win my division and get a home playoff game. And he was right. They weren't great and they still get a playoff game. And so I, I look at LeBron James and I think he looks at the Western Conference outside of Denver. And he's like, you know, if we add a Kyrie Irving... A.D., me, Kyrie Irving, none of us have to play every night. All of us can play 58 games. One of us can take a night off, bring back Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, add some depth on the back end, get rid of D'Lo, Beasley, Vanderbilt. So I think it's really hard for athletes, and this was what Brady went through. I think Brady, one of the reasons Brady retired, this has never been discussed, but he looks at the Eagles and he looks at the Niners and he's like, we, we just, we're not built to beat them. I'm not built to beat those teams. In the NFC, then he looks at Kansas City. He looks at Cincinnati. He looks at Buffalo. But in the NFC, Tom's like strategic. Yeah, I'm not built. We're not, we don't have Philadelphia or San Francisco's roster. We're, we're just not built to beat them. I think LeBron outside of Denver looks at the West and thinks, I get my ankle surgery. Kyrie Irving, I'm not going to need 70 games from Anthony Davis. I mean, you add Kyrie Irving, Rui, Austin, AD, LeBron. It's a better starting five than the one that got to the Western Conference Finals. But I do think it's interesting. The initial reaction by friends I have in Los Angeles that are Laker fans, LeBron's mobility and kind of strategic nature, is it fair to say he's the least loved great Laker ever? I don't know, because Kareem was such a, a stoic, prickly figure when you watch Winning Time based on Jeff Perlman's book, I mean, Kareem doesn't let you love him. You know, he's kind of the academic, the intellect. He's aloof. He's distant. He's prickly. He's never got the coaching opportunity he wanted to. Very smart man. But my gut tells me LeBron should retire, but probably won't. All right. Good stuff. Instant reaction. See you tomorrow on FS1 and Premier Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.